It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Our search for a general manager and a head coach begins today. It will be thorough, diligent, and exhaustive. It will result in the best possible selections to lead the Bears to success. I've never been in this position before, and and I know this. Whatever is supposed to happen will happen. You guys, everybody has uh, a job that they need to do um, to create stories and to um, have, have things to write about. True reports, there's false reports. You need to be able to create a wall, you know, that, and that's that's a part of, of where we're at right now. Yeah! Now, here's Kevin Powell. Well, there it is, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace out. They were fired. Uh, I don't think anybody was surprised that Matt Nagy was let go. There was a little doubt that maybe Ryan Pace would stick around, but that wouldn't have made any sense. It was time to move on at Hallis Hall and start a new chapter. This is episode 28 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. It uh, was a uh, an eventful press conference, one that left a lot of Bears fans uh, and f- furious and less optimistic. But let's see how this p- coaching hiring process plays out. Let's see who they bring in as the general manager. We're going to see a bunch of names mentioned over the next 24, 48 hours. But, you know, again, I, I think a lot of this, you have to keep Justin Fields in mind when making a hire. You, you have to. I know you got to straighten things out, and it's about winning games, but... When you have somebody like Justin Fields, you've got to find somebody that can work well with Fields. McCaskey said that Fields won't be a part of the process. I didn't expect them to include Justin Fields in the hiring process. He's a rookie, after all. Um, but you, you certainly have to keep him in mind. And we'll see which route the Bears decide to go. Um, but it was another classic Bears postseason press conference where I, I think it left everybody with a bitter taste in their mouth. But I don't know. Bears Twitter, it's overreactions. It's, it's what people do. So we'll see how this process plays out. WGN TV's uh, Josh Friedman uh, joined me to talk about it. Now joining me on the podcast is Josh Friedman from WGN TV. And Josh, uh, let's just get right into it. The Bears holding the press conference today after uh, the news Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are out. I guess you're – I'll say this. I don't think uh, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips um, built any more – optimism with the fan base after that press conference i think they they typically uh, just leave fans more frustrated and confused i guess what were your takeaways from the press conference yeah that's an understatement kevin you know i tweeted after the press conference that uh, the last hour was basically george mccaskey saying that his mom still wants him to run the team that he trusts ted phillips implicitly he's read bill polian's book he thinks owen kruth is a liar and he's never heard of Patch.com. So that is your Chicago Bears in a nutshell. And, yeah, it's basically it's, it's, it's the same stuff we've heard pretty much every four or five years now when they go through this cycle of, of canning a head coach and, and now a general manager as well. Uh, Bill Polian is the new Ernie Corsi, it feels like. And, uh, yeah, as a Bears fan, you're just hoping, okay, uh, have they learned from their past mistakes? And the one thing that maybe they've changed now is is the – um, general manager who they will select is going to report directly to George, not Ted. And that's, I mean, fine. Like if that's, if that's the bone they're throwing bears fans, um, it, it's pretty bad. And uh, that's their structural um, reorganization. But Ted Phillips is still going to be involved in the head coach and general manager search. A couple other uh, people within their um, organization as well. And then Bill Polian, as I mentioned, you know, 79 years old, got the track record as a Hall of Famer, obviously built up those great Bills teams in the early 90s, and the Peyton Manning-led Colts teams by hiring Tony Dungy. 
but he's been out of the game for 10 years. And uh, again, it strikes me that uh, George McCaskey still doesn't really know exactly what he is doing in terms of running a football team while he just won't hand it over to a full-time president or football czar, as he even said today. Um, who knows? But uh, as long as his mom, Virginia, feels like he can still do the job, Kevin, uh, he's going to do the job, I guess. I mean, I thought that was some great questioning towards George McCaskey. I think it was Mark Potash from the Sun-Times asking, like, look, uh, you know, we can continue this cycle of going through general managers and head coaches and have these press conferences every four or five years after they're fired. But as Mark pointed out to George, like, what about George? Like, what about your resume in your current position? They've had, what, two winning right. seasons since George McCaskey's been put in this current situation. And that that that, that led to, you know, the questioning of, well, well the board of directors uh, review my performance and I have the backing of ownership, which was his way of saying that, yeah, Virginia McCaskey and his fellow family members are supporting him and, and give him a pat on the back to keep going about his business. But, yeah, and then among, like, many things that made you kind of stop and be like, wait, what did he say was – like when he the line was I'm a fan I'm not a football evaluator like what? Yeah. so that yeah. was an, your own admission that you shouldn't be in this position like bringing a and he said that over the years too Kevin that yeah. wasn't the first time it's come out of his mouth either where he readily admits he's just a fan and then he also goes on to to list the things that he's looking for in a head football coach I mean we're talking about one of 32 jobs in the National Football League, and it's the charter franchise. We're not talking about peewee football for eighth graders here picking a coach, right? I mean, this is yeah. sometimes it feels like Georgia McCaskey is, is running the team like the stakes are that low. And Bears fans now going on, what, year 37 post-Super Bowl? So it has been a frustrating decade-long search for uh, a team that uh, can at least push the 85 team a little bit to the side because they continue to be the only uh, thing that Bears fans have to cling on. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what they decide to do with this route because, um, yeah, I think Bears fans initially were excited about um, Matt Nagy four years ago. And look, even George said this today, um, it was uh, in 2018, you know, a great ride where they thought it was going to be just an upward trajectory. And it turns out that they only regressed from there on out. They did not win a playoff game. I didn't win a playoff game that year either. And, um, you know, really fail to close the gap within the division. And that's, that's to me, the, the biggest point as well. The Packers, yes, they've had Hall of Fame quarterback after Hall of Fame quarterback here with Brett Favre followed by Aaron Rodgers. But um, you are nowhere close to, to where you need to be to even be the best in your division. You're closer to the Lions than you are to the Packers. And that's mm-hmm. obviously uh, something that Bears fans have had to, uh, to live with for years now. And that's frustrating, I know, to the McCaskies as well. But I feel like they still aren't making the, the changes necessary to pick the best people in charge. I, you, I get it that you're going you're gonna to pick a head coach and a general manager that you believe in, that you think can take the next step, and we're not going to know until the guys take the field and responsibilities on the players for sure. But the process is what seems flawed here, and that, to me, didn't change today. That's a good way of putting it. The process is flawed here. I mean, look, I'm not against them bringing in Bill Polian or other outside voices. I know Soup Campbell, if you don't know, it's for one, it's a great name, Soup Campbell. Two, he's a director of player engagement. Basically, he just helps players with whatever they need help with. So I think he has a good uh, check on the vibe of the locker room and the players, and he understands what they may want or need. Um but, you know, the fact that they do have to bring in an advisor, and obviously this has happened around the league before, and, and you, you know, you have respected voices around the NFL, but, like, 
if they didn't bring in Bill Polian, it is kind of a terrifying thought, right, of George McCaskey, who says he's just a fan, kind of going about this whole process on his own, along with Ted Phillips. So I am fine with Bill Polian being brought in. I actually feel better with Bill Polian being brought in with this whole process. But it's like your 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 job is kind of run the football operations, but you need to bring somebody else in to do the hiring. I will say this about the Bears' job. Um I actually think it's a pretty attractive landing spot because of Justin mm-hmm. Fields. And I agree. Who wouldn't want to work with Justin Fields? So I think they'll have a real opportunity to land a pretty big name or a sought after, a sought after coach, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, these jobs, as we we repeatedly say, you know, they they are. No matter if you're being hired for the Bears or the Jaguars, to be honest, yeah. I mean, they are still sought after. Obviously, within that. Um, hierarchy. There are there are levels of, of jobs you'd rather have, but some some coaches don't always have the pick of the litter. There, Matt Nagy was not going to turn down the Bears because Mitch Trubisky was here because that was his first opportunity to be a head coach. Um, I think if they and to me, I think that I would go after a coach that has experience. And I'm not saying a John Fox type, a guy who's on his way out and in his 60s and uh, a placeholder. I'm saying Brian Flores just came available today. I think he did a tremendous job with the limited resources he had to grow Miami uh, into a team that uh, at least was competitive the last couple years in the AFC. I know he didn't make the playoffs, but they won a seven-game win streak this year after a seven-game losing streak where he could have easily lost the locker room there with a quarterback that I don't think is very good, to be honest, and Tua Tungavailoa. So uh, Flores, I would look at pretty strongly. There's some um, swirling uh, names like Leslie Frazier, obviously a former uh, Bears player with the 85 squad who has head coaching experience. Maybe he gets a second bite at the apple here. How about Josh McDaniels? DC. He got a taste uh, of head yeah. coaching. Sure. You know, you hear that name all, all the time, right? Yeah. When it comes to coaching uh, carousels, um, you know, that experiment in Denver did not work very well. So you've got to be really convinced that he can do something differently as the head guy in charge. Obviously uh, his offenses have always been pretty good. And to do what he did with a rookie quarterback this year to lead the Patriots back to the Super Bowl. Uh, excuse me, back to the playoffs, along with Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, I think McDaniels' name is going to be up there. I'm going to ask you, Kevin, would you, would you give Jim Harbaugh a chance to, if, he, if he's truly interested to jump back in the NFL? Does that name intrigue you? I think so, because he has he has the resume. He had success in the yeah. NFL. He took a team to the Super Bowl, was close to winning a Super Bowl. And he had, uh, you know, at this point in college football, it's Georgia and Alabama and Clemson and kind of everybody else, right? I think Michigan had a, it's one of its best years ever under Jim Harbaugh. So he never got to a national title at Michigan, but I think he has that program in a really, really good spot. So he's a rare case of a, a head coach who's had success at both levels. You don't see that very often, right? Nick Saban didn't have success in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh has, and... I think Bears fans will like him because he's a character, right? He's mm-hmm. obviously been here before. He played here. Um, at first, I kind of was like, Jim Harbaugh, I don't know about that. But when you think about it, it's like the dude's had success everywhere he's been. Yeah, and, and for all the flack he got about not being a winning coach in Michigan, you know, yes, compared to Ohio State until this year, he didn't slay the dragon. But he still had Michigan pretty competitive the last yeah. few years. Uh, he rebuilt that program. And, yeah, if he wants to truly go back to the NFL, I think that Bears job for him uh, would be uh, pretty sought after. And, yeah, I can see that coming full circle, obviously, uh, drafting him as a first-round quarterback some 30-plus years ago. Um, Ryan Day, if he wants to jump to the NFL, obviously, Coach Justin Fields at Ohio State. I think we're going to hear that name as well. Um, So, yeah, I I was disappointed the Bears didn't decide this two weeks ago. And, and yeah, you can say, you know, how much can you really get from – 
starting this search two weeks early if you are not going to fire your GM in the middle of the season either. But you could have still at least, especially because George McCaskey and Ted Phillips are still going to be involved. And heck, Bill Polian could have also been involved a couple weeks ago at the start of this process, reach out to candidates. Maybe they did, but um, I, I feel like this was a fait accompli with Matt Nagy um, for weeks now that he was going to be fired at the end of the season. Why not at least take advantage of the new rule in the NFL and start talking to coaches a couple weeks ago. Obviously, it doesn't matter now, but again, I think just another part of the Bears organization that's kind of uh, backwards thinking in a lot of uh, respects that they try to go about uh, leading this team and this franchise forward. Yeah, you know, Nagy was it was a first-time head coach situation for Matt Nagy, so you would just kind of get the sense that maybe they'd want somebody who has established head coaching experience you know it's like all right we gave a guy an opportunity let's go to establish coach I don't know I could be wrong but we'll see how all of this plays out hey what did you make of the whole Olin Krutz thing he was on the score he said they offered him like $15 an hour kind of as a consulting offensive line coach and then today George it was so bizarre I mean the Bears do themselves no favors with these press conferences but George McCaskey was asked about it and basically was like it's not the whole story I don't even know if you want yeah, to jump yeah. into this conversation, Josh, but like, I, it was so, it's been so weird over the past few days with this whole Olin Krutz $15 story that he told on the score. It, yeah, and, and, and again, just the, the brief background of that is he said that Harry Heastand, who was only here for, I think, a year, maybe, maybe two years as the offensive line coach for the Bears, um, basically came to Olin and said, we can give you a position on staff as basically like an independent contractor, uh, consultant type, but it pays $15 an hour. And the guys on the score, Danny Parkins, Matt Spiegel, were, were, were flabbergasted. Their jaws literally dropped on the, the video cam that they have of the stream. And they, they had to ask, are you serious? And, and Olin's like, 100%. So either you're taking Olin Crude's word that this happened, or George McCaskey, who... Didn't quite 100% deny it, but basically said that Owen sometimes inflates the truth. So uh, I, he basically calling him a liar. And, and Owen tweeted out uh, today right after that. He said, unreal, can't say I'm shocked in my response. Haven't talked to George since I left Hallis, but he knows me well. Crazy response to him. And he also said he talked to Harry Houston to confirm it again. And he confirmed it. So um, another thing that I took from that response to Kevin is that Owen says he hasn't talked to George since he left Hallis. I mean, Again, you're not doing the proper due diligence of reaching out to your alumni base and getting some former players who still want to be involved in football and it can be an advisor or could be someone within the organization that you can lean on who the fans respect and who, who one day could be a Hall of Fame player in Olin Kurtz. So to me, that just tells you a lot about the way the organization has um, not done its proper uh, job of, I think, engaging the alumni base. Aside for the 100-year anniversary we had a couple years ago when we were coming off 2018 and, and you know, Trubisky was putting on Jim McMahon's glasses and everything was, uh, was hunky-dory, it, is, uh, it has been tough to really see where uh, the Bears organization has um, done its best to try to get those franchise icons and, and best in uh, the franchise history at what they have done over the past several years involved in the future of the Bears. They just can't screw up Justin Fields. They can't. I mean, this is such a huge hire here because you have to find somebody that can work well with Justin Fields and completely unlock all the talent that we all think he has. It's a major hire. Uh, Before I let you go, Josh, just your hunch, your gut feeling, who do you think they end up hiring here? I know there are a lot of names out there. 
Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a candidate right now, I, I, I would say Leslie Frazier, to be honest. I think uh, he fits a, a bunch of boxes. You know, uh, former players, as much as I've said they've, they've not engaged with former players like they should have, maybe they're trying to do that now. Um, a guy who had a head coaching opportunity, really didn't get a fair shake in Minnesota, who has been part of a, a good franchise the last several years with Buffalo, who's on the defensive side. And, and again, if you're going to go back to what the bread and butter of the Bears has been forever, it's defense. Maybe you feel like you get a defensive-minded head coach who can hire a bright mind as your offensive coordinator to oversee Justin Fields in that offense. I can see that being a direction that they go. And, um, you know, general manager names, you know, Rick Smith, a guy you hear uh, who used to be the GM of the uh, Houston Texans, uh, that's a name I would watch as well. Um, but I feel like that, that that's something where you, you know, no one ever heard of Ryan Pace, right, outside of New Orleans before the Bears hired him. So you get a lot of guys that are more player pro- personnel or, or scouting director types. So um, that could really be a wild card in terms of general manager. But uh, I would say head coach Leslie Frazier is probably the, the front runner to me right now. But I would say I think Brian Flores will make a great hire um, to me, and, and that would be the guy I would talk to right away. I really like the Byron Leftwich idea. Leftwich or Harbaugh, I think, would be my top two right now. But uh, we yeah, should Leftwich to, to Jacksonville feels like it's it's going to happen deal. to me. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, yeah. But I, I agree. I think Leftwich would be a, a good choice as well. All right, he's Josh Friedman from WGN TV. Uh, we will have lots to get to this offseason. Josh, how quickly do you think this hire happens? By the way, L- last question. I promise. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think now how long it took for for the Nike hire. I think it was within a week. Uh, after the Chiefs, well, it was right after the Chiefs lost. I know, so um, that would have been the wild card game. So I guess it was within a week of the season ending for the Bears. So my my hope is by this time next week, we're talking about uh, the Bears' new head coach and general manager. And, and one thing McCaskey said today too, um, he said they would not be opposed if they found the right guy to hire the head coach first. Now usually you, you see it obviously with the GM especially if he's going to be the guy running the football operations in place before you hire that coach. But I can see if they say, hey, we got to go get Harbaugh. we got to get Flores, whoever it is, that they hire the head coach first and maybe have that head coach have an impact and some input on the GM. So I can see that happening, but hopefully within a week. Josh, thanks a bunch, man. I will be in touch this offseason as we will have a much more Bears conversation coming uh, very soon. But uh, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, buddy. All right, thank you to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast. Thanks to Josh Friedman for joining me. Thank you for listening. We'll be on standby for another podcast once the Bears make these hires. I'll crank out another pod. Thanks again for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.